0: You know, the uh, glasses, how there's a little pad on the inside, so it doesn't, doesn't hurt yeah, your, little, your sweet nose. Yeah. Mine came off, and I lost it, and I couldn't find it, and as I was typing just now, it was on my keyboard. And because they're invisible, sort of, you know, they're see-through, uh-huh. uh, I, I had completely not noticed it. And there's no possible way it's been on there for days, because I moved my computer around.
1: <laughs> so was it stuck to the ceiling and fell? I don't, know. I don't
0: know Was it
1: up your nose and you blew it out?
0: I don't yeah. know where how it has made this trek on top of my computer I, I believe that I didn't see it on there But it for sure came off yesterday And I for sure moved my computer between now and then And I think even closed the clamshell
1: There's like some sort of Stuart Little style movie About the, you know, the adventure that this thing just went on Yeah, where was the last place you put it? My nose, his <laughs>
2: nose, <laughs> <laughs> and it dropped
0: off, and I and I lost it, and I was like, "Ah, oh, now I got to go get one." And you know, it's not like it's an expensive piece of machinery, but it's also like you can't just buy a
2: glasses pad. You have, you have gotta, to go ask Tommy Lenscrafters for. Begging. You gotta go, yeah. You gotta
0: go somewhere that carries them. Tommy Lenscrafters, such a turd. <laughs>
2: Supplicate yourself before me. <laughs> you gotta really want it, you little pig.
0: You want to see again?
2: <laughs> five hundred dollars. Be- Beg, Tommy. <laughs> Beg, Tommy, for see, for your little invisible nosepiece. The plastic circles. <laughs> the plastic circles will be five hundred. Or trial by combat. You'll have to face Warby Parker. Everybody, welcome to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the old podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy, and we're back. We're back. We are kind of winding down with Skyhunks here. We uh, we're doubling up with Robotech, but you know what we're doing? We gotta we gotta set the scene first because today all three of us are. It was pretty exciting. We are all in law school and we are training to be federal judges.
1: Oh, yeah, you know, I wondered, I, I kind of signed up for this class sight, sight unseen, and they had me start picking wigs, and I was like, I don't know what I've gotten into, but the judge thing makes total sense now, thank you, yeah. Austin. Uh, it's
0: okay if you're struggling with the classes, Andy, you can just wait for a Republican president, boom. <laughs> oh, boom, <laughs> boom, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Well, I
1: have, to, I have to say all the right things, and, and by that I mean pretty much nothing on the record. Um. So I better start shutting the fuck up right now. And picking a wig. Which one of these do you guys like? Uh, That one. Ah, fuck yeah. (laughs) God, this one's good. It really says, I'm a judge, but I'm nasty.
2: Yeah. Roy. what kind
0: of wig did you pick out? (laughs) We're talking about powdered wigs, right? Aren't
2: they all the same? Yeah. Well, there's a variety. Aren't they all the same? Well, in this modern time. (laughs) What is this, uh, your first day? You don't just have to wear a powdered wig. It's 2022. You can wear all kinds of different wigs if you want to be a federal judge. Oh, okay. Then my wig's a horse. (laughs) Okay, well.
1: Okay, I want to be clear. I want to be clear. Is your wig (laughs) the mane of a horse or is your wig an entire horse?
0: Well, no, that would be ridiculous. It's a picture of a
2: horse. (laughs) I see. So have you sort of just taken like a staple gun to your head and just sort of chunk? <laughs> what? Do you staple your wig to your head? Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, then yeah,
0: then yeah, because I'm I'm a conformist and easily manipulated.
1: <laughs> Rory watched Austin staple that wig to his head, and he was like, "Well, when in Rome, ah!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, nice horse. Thanks. It's a gilded.
1: Uh, oh, This is so easy Why doesn't everyone do this? Oh, because every,
0: every four years it's not easy oh, It sort yeah. of alternates Sometimes it's a really
1: easy job Well thank god We're on the right timeline I guess No we're yeah, still we'll, in
0: school so we're probably on the wrong timeline
2: <laughs> Well we'll oh, see fuck. We'll be federal judges in no time though
0: <laughs> Yeah
1: it can't be that hard
0: Oh for every, for every other four years It's very hard
2: <laughs> Right <laughs> But we're on the fast track degree. Mm, that's true. Uh, because, you know, if you wear a good wig, you know, wink, wink.
1: You just you got to look the part first and then everyone will just right. assume.
2: Dress for the dress for oh, the job very you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Exceedingly white.
0: Difficultly, difficultly white. Mm. <laughs> uh, I have heard that about <laughs> you
2: before. <laughs>
1: I'm so white. I'm difficult. Uh, (laughs) Oh, well, you know, what's great about this particular course is that uh, it affords us a lot of free time because there's no homework. Mm -hmm. And instead of doing that, we've been watching cartoons like a lot of them. Yeah, the homework has come back in four years. (laughs) You got the wig. Get out of here.
0: You're pretty much set. Just wait. Wait for your time.
1: So we've had uh, we've had a whole mess of time to 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 prep for a, a whole a, a three episode Robotech power hour today. uh we we, we kind of mainlined a bunch of content for you because we're trying to get to, I guess, I, I don't know how you feel about where we ended up. We can talk about it when we get there, but well, something I, something of a pause moment that felt like we could walk away.
0: I can see why you thought this would sort of culminate. It didn't. Mm-hmm. This ep- This episode came out of nowhere and didn't answer a lot.
1: <laughs> uh, Mostly, I was just impatient to watch this. This the twenty fifth episode,
0: and uh, mm-hmm. we will talk about it in more length as Andy has alluded to. Yeah, but, yeah, we'll um, get there. Yeah, it fe- It felt like they wanted to abridge a lot of what should. Uh, I guess I'm sort of. I guess I'm sort of confused. So and. and and it has answered a lot about this that we can talk about at length because it informs a lot of what we've seen from the Zentradi up to mm-hmm. this point uh, that hasn't been fully explained. Uh, and it is honestly, they play it for laughs a lot. Incredibly sad. Yeah. These are like love and touch starved war orphans.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: it's
0: who, so the, War clones. At, Who, at the just slightest affection, basically uh, fall madly in love, abandon everything they've ever known. (laughs) It's incredibly powerful. And it's a little bit between the lines. Unfortunately, I would have liked it to be a little more explicit, but I got there as an adult viewer. As a child, I probably would have missed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just basically the 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 gentlest breeze of happiness. It's also hard
0: to be an affection-starved five-year-old unless you're in a, like a really really grim situation.
1: Right. Totally, yeah, Which,
2: yeah. It's like uh, it's like being I don't know shipwrecked on a deserted island, and the only thing that washes up is like a a coconut. I don't know I, what, uh, well, no, <laughs> a lovely, lovely coconut. <laughs> I was gonna say a Lin Minmay album. Oh, a Minmay album. Fuck.
1: But for all three of her songs, all three, <laughs> we did get a new song today. Yeah,
0: these guys have been played as goobers, mm-hmm. uh, and and their uh, their sort of their attraction to pop culture and to music and to into uh, the way of life ha- has always sort of been played for a laugh. That they're just aliens who don't get our ways, and uh, I feel like the the reality is just a lot worse Mm -hmm. and it's a lot more believable, but it comes with some pretty grim implications. Grimplications. Oh, did somebody tell you about my nickname in college?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, grimplications. This guy always gets it to 10. (laughs) Fucking love this dude.
2: By college, you mean law school that we're currently in? Yeah, Yeah. All college
0: is law school.
2: That's a good point.
0: Because every other four years, you only need to get a bachelor's degree.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let's dive right in.
1: Overruled. Uh, I. Uh, is that... Is that good? You're getting it. You're getting Fuck it. yes. Yes. God, I gotta you're work you're on my You're gonna ace that voice. test tomorrow. Overruled. I'll get there one day. Robotech. Episode 23. This one's called Reckless. The battle inside Macross City rages, and Chiron appears to carry the day at last until many of his soldiers suddenly desert and try to find Minmay. The Zentradi Defector's are given political asylum. Uh, I, I, so I guess if I had to justify like my, I want to get through episode 25. I, I both wanted to see spoiler alert, the wedding in episode 25, but I also wanted to kind of get through a chunk of this, like defecting wave to, to where it sort of feels like inevitable. So Um, I I
0: do, I do want to talk about it to the degree that we can. Uh, the episodes as individuals, but they really didn't feel individualistic. No, the, there was not a lot of arc like episode mm-hmm. arc. It, yeah. it really all bled together in a way that, you know, you generally appreciate for a serialized format. But, um, yeah, I think I'm going to be constantly referencing things that come up earlier
1: or later. Agreed. As we go Agreed. through this episode. I think, I think we can, we can sort of freeform this and just kind of bow out for a mid middle for an ad section when we find it. <laughs>
2: yeah, totally. And, and no, I'm, I'm glad that we chose to do it this way that we chose to do like a, a power hour of yeah. three episodes. And, and, you know, if we're, if we don't want to be here for like two hours, then <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to need to kind of abridge some of this stuff.
1: And that's okay. Uh, we yeah. should talk about what happens right up front though. Uh, Lynn Kyle sort of steals a big smoochie from uh, from Minmei, Who, uh, yeah, did, yeah.
0: It's a little bit. Uh, it's it. We're taking this sort of very cliche moment where uh, you know an unwanted kiss is observed by the cuckold and who doesn't right. understand what has happened and that it wasn't consensual. Yeah. Uh, in this case, though, the unwanted kiss came from. A uh, beloved family member. Yep. Lynn Kyle, who grew grew up with Midmay and is related to her by blood.
1: <laughs> you may as well yeah. call him Lynn, Lynn cousin.
0: Yeah. Because uh, that's what I think <laughs> uh-huh. about
1: him whenever I see him. It's oh it's Lynn Cousin. Lynn first cousin. Uh i,
0: I the find worst this the kind of cousin.
1: It's the, it's <laughs> the worst. <laughs>
0: There's no wiggle room with first <laughs>
2: Like a Giuliani of, of distance.
1: <laughs> so, look, this is this is super weird because, like, like Rory said, there's a there's sort of that that standard. Oh no, it was seen, but then after Rick leaves, she pushes him away and is like, "Don't do that again." But we're it, blood relations, <laughs> we're blood relations. <laughs> but it gets so much worse, like really quickly, like into is it is it in the second episode? Um, yeah, yes, I think it is. Where Like, there's this press conference that's held, and fucking Lynn Kyle, like, she, they're, they're every, all the reporters are like,
3: Min rumor has it that both of you are about to get married. Have
0: you got anything to say about that? Absolutely untrue. No, unfortunately, that's not legal
1: in the state of the sky. (laughs) (laughs) International space baby. (laughs) But then Lynn, like, someone asks, like, but surely you think about it, and Lin Kyle in well, front of sure, like we
0: th- yeah, well surely we'd think about it. We would totally Obvious, think
1: about it. Obviously, if the law changed, <laughs> 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 we'd reassess the situation. But I thought it was super gross and predatory how Lin, in front of like the whole world, kind of pressed the issue and was like, "Kyle, tell the truth.
0: Have you proposed marriage to Minmei? No, I haven't. Sounds like a pretty weak denial. Maybe
2: you
3: just haven't had the
2: chance, right? No, I've been thinking
3: about the uh... yes."
2: thinking about how I'd actually say it to her because I don't mind telling yeah. you it's something I've considered. Can we
1: what up set? Set? After clearly seeing how uncomfortable she was with his Dude, first Not advance. only that,
0: but it's such a fucking it's such a fucking power. And I don't say this in a sort of like cool way. It's such a power play where like she is a she has status. She has like pop celebrity, right? Yep. And, and for him to be for him to be like she would marry her cousin like that just that reflects so much more pearly on her a person who who's a, like who sort of relies on this on this audience engagement. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, this is not, none of this is in there, but like, imagine this really happened. He's just a random cousin. He's just a random dude who gets attention immediately. Like, you know, he he doesn't. It doesn't cost him anything, right? Exactly. And, in the real world, this would cost her.
1: This would be like you know a really really shitty thing to do. Yeah, uh, especially when it's not like. Consensual, and she doesn't want to marry him. Okay, that's exactly.
0: Yeah, very much so.
1: But also, she also
2: shrugs off Rick, who we thought was literally her boyfriend, and she's like,
0: "Can you tell us how your ex boyfriend reacted when you told him about these marriage plans?" Oh, you must mean Rick Hunter. He was just a friend. Oh, come on. I guess maybe I was.
2: (laughs) It's it is bizarre. I will say, I kind of feel like while I still love robotech and i am enjoying it forever like you know episode to episode it's always good it's always fun enjoyable i do feel like maybe it 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 has already jumped the shark a little bit after because all the
3: relationships
2: are sort of inherently deeply problematic and really hard to watch well i feel like after pineapple salad i feel like we kind of watched the shark the shark jump and things are kind of i don't know they're 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 they're
1: it doesn't feel clean it feels no, like and no. I'm, I, and it also doesn't feel purposefully messy because like sloppy sloppy messy the anime of
0: it is we're not told what is what's in here to play with taboo and what's in here because we are a l- sort of exploring
1: fantasy yeah i mean i think just in terms of like even the love triangle shit just in general like we've broken up with Minmay like three times.
2: It feels that way, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I was getting flashbacks to some earlier TV shows I used to watch that had that, like, reset at the or, end of 20 minutes. Or over minutes. on, uh, on Backlog, we talked about
0: how, like, how fluid dating was in the 60s, apparently. Uh-huh. Right. Where, like, it would always seem like... uh. Like Spider Man was was had a girlfriend, and then the, he'd be like, "I'm on a,"
2: then he'd just be on a date with another chick, and it wouldn't be cheating, right? Because right, until you're because you're you're going steady or whatever, but that doesn't mean you're married. So right,
1: yeah, super weird. And I don't, I just don't know how to read any of this, and especially after like we've also I feel like three different times seen Rick fall for Lisa. And yeah. then kind of forget it next episode.
2: Yeah, because the show is otherwise so serialized, but then it feels like sitcom wipe away at the end of mm-hmm. the, the episode and start afresh. Everybody's forgotten all the character development they, they had. Yeah. Uh, which just isn't this kind of show. And it leaves you feeling, I don't know, a little gaslit. or just like, didn't I just watch? <laughs> didn't I Didn't I just watch these people fall in love? <laughs> exactly times? How it
0: feels. That's a great point.
2: Yeah, I don't know. So it's just, it's frustrating to see really good character moments happen in these past episodes and then feel like it's still like bouncing. And I don't know how much of that is the U S adaptation, but I don't know. Some of it doesn't feel like it's just a translation problem. That's
0: why I mentioned the anime of it all, because it's not their fault, their anime, and it's not anime's fault for the implications of all things that are anime, but we are, it's really hard to get your rudder in in these kinds of emotional relationships when you there's not an expectation that's being put on uh what's appropriate.
1: <laughs> yeah sure. I just can't get past the cousin thing. It's, well, it's r- fucking it's, it's really it's, weird. It's fucking
0: gross. What's 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 difficult is like it is do, do the writers know is it intentional to to the de- is it intentionally to make it difficult or to play with that space
1: mm-hmm. because yeah, you don't know yeah that's what i don't know because it's also like i mean spoiler alert it's not like lynn kyle sucks and that you know nobody happily ends up with lynn kyle at the end of this show uh
0: oh well poor that's too bad there is a really funny moment when in like sort of the middle of a war lisa lisa's checking in with rick and she's like L- rick i've got a really important question have you seen lynn kyle
3: is, is he yes. all right?
0: Has anything happened to his beautiful face?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So right. So this is early in the beginning here when there's that battle that is wrapping up from the last week's episode. Yeah. And uh, you know the two Rick or uh, Lynn Lin Lynn Min May and Lynn Kyle. You know Rick sees them. <laughs> we don't even kissing. have to change
1: our last name.
0: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the paperwork's going to be a breeze. <laughs>
2: Save on all the uh, chairs at the wedding, right? Um, (laughs) Wait, do I sit on the
1: bride's side? (laughs) I don't know. No aisle. Let's just Um, all go together like a happy family.
2: (laughs) But yeah, so Rick sees her getting kissed, and then I guess at that point there's a there's a, a bit of a mini insurrection with all the. Zentrani Zentrani that, that are... Before
0: that, though, it is funny because... So Rick, Rick uh, you know, quietly observes them kissing and storms off. Importantly, though, he storms off in a mech. Yeah. yeah. It's just funny to see somebody pout in a mech. Yeah, and run,
1: <laughs> run headfirst into combat, yelling out his frustration. You <laughs> feel like, hey, guys. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Life's yeah. so unfair! Gajoo, 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 gajoo! Yeah, he he does that, and then I guess the this whole invasion just wraps up really neatly for some reason. Because yeah, you know, I mean, there are a few of these major that feel like full scale conflicts. Oh no, the You know, the the Robotech Macross ship is doomed, and then there's a hand wave of some kind, and then everything is.
0: Uh, it's it's to to me, I relate it to Battlestar Galactica, and I think I've made that comparison. Uh. Being at war is important. The action of the combat is not.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I think this particular one was just like completely neutered by the fact that most of Chiron's invasion force was like, we're actually, to be perfectly honest, we're only here to find Minmei. And um... <laughs> it's so, it's so funny <laughs> yeah. and so so odd
0: for a show like this where we see Lisa's hair sort of. Uh, you know animated on the ones all the time yeah for a show like this to not give a shit about jet plane combat is, <laughs> uh-huh
2: is so odd but it doesn't yeah. really give a shit about jet plane combat right because it's honestly again as soon as like uh <laughs> speaking of lisa um you know w- when when Rick mentions that something happened to Minmay and Kyle. She's
3: something happened to Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh!
1: uh! <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, okay. the The major thing that happens this episode is that the the perverts, having made it back to the ship, have presented themselves. They've revealed themselves to the leadership to Global as perverts. As perverts uh, and aliens. Yeah. Yes, it, turns alien out, perverts. And it
0: turns out they're not perverts. They're love starved, <laughs> yeah. you know, orphans.
1: Right? Yeah. And they defect. And uh, and there's this sort of like top brass doesn't like this. They're aliens and we're at war kind of scene. But like eventually we figure it out. It's like, yeah, OK, fuck it. Let's let them live here because they really, really need this. <laughs> they need well, this so bad. <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's a there's a great line here, a great exchange talking about hand waving. Uh, Rick is there as well, talking to the perverts and the perverts are like, oh, uh, <laughs> we, we know all this stuff because we were spies, actually. We've been spies for a while. And then Rick just says, mm, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? I feel yeah. like that would bring so many questions. Wait, you've literally infiltrated our society for the last, what, three months or something? And, you, you know, it's funny, too, because. You know, there's a, there's room to
0: play with, I understand. Uh, with these translations, especially... So a lot of, like, heartfelt speech speeches wind up getting sort of rushed through because of how much... You yeah. know, because of the linguistic differences and how much text has to be cleared in yeah. a certain amount of space. And, and those always sound obviously stilted.
1: Yeah, especially um, when global has to say stuff. Yeah, yeah, but,
0: like, this one, there was room to sort of... To sort of punch it and they chose not to. <laughs> <laughs> I understand.
1: I <laughs> understand.
2: Wow, you got really cool about that really quick. <laughs> uh,
1: the other bombshell that's dropped is that uh, Global has had DNA tests run now that they have like actual Zentradi hanging out with them. And it turns out uh, they very likely share a common ancestor because Zentradi and human DNA are like hella super close. I didn't know Um, how to
0: feel about this. This felt like weird, wacky science. uh, Only because, um, you know, we share a lot of DNA with, with, you know, with water lilies as well. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Nematodes. So so it was sort of like, as an adult viewer, my thought was, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, As a child viewer, I might be a little less circumspect, but... It still doesn't mean that they're like both. It doesn't mean they're humans. That's sort of the conclusion they draw: is like they're ninety nine percent human. Yeah, so we're dolphins. <laughs> 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 we're not at war with them yet. Most of your DNAs for like building organs, right? Yeah, making
1: sure you shit every day. <laughs> 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 My shit regulators on the fritz. Um, I I will say. The meaning of the term protoculture, this is such a bag of worms. We're not going to dive in. The meaning of the term protoculture in Robotech versus Macross uh, is very different. I think maybe we talked about this either the first time we did this arc or weeks and weeks ago. But the idea in the original Japanese, I think, is that protoculture refers Andy, can you, to... Can
0: you put a little bit more, a little bit more English on it when you say that?
1: Which one, Macross or Protoculture? <laughs> original Japanese. Ah, I see, I see, I see. <clears throat> Let's do a retake in the original Japanese. There we go. That's what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> you see, in the original Japanese, can you put uh, my English
2: on that Japanese?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
1: protoculture refers to like an actual proto culture, like first original culture and right from
0: the aliens right this that this ship came from
1: right and the idea is that protoculture are sort of uh like a like an extinct race that sort of was a progenitor of all life in the galaxy and they like made the zentradi they seeded life on various planets and like there's a reason why these like, you know, Zentradi basically look like big humans. Like, you know, there is a, like a reason. That, and sounds, it's because that the,
0: sounds a lot like something we also podcasted about. Can you remind it me? It does, doesn't it? Can, can you remind me?
1: Duna culture. does sound um, like Dune. Boy, that sounds like Dune. <laughs> sounds like Dune. Uh, but that's kind of like the, the, the thing there. In the translation for Robotech, Robotech has taken protoculture and ignored the obvious meaning of the words, like proto culture, and instead we're talking it's about like video games. It's like an energy source. It's like fucking oh, weird. It's
0: an energy source. I I, I missed think... that. I thought I thought they were like because there's the whole video game subplot,
2: and well, I thought that was proto culture. They keep the the Zentradi keep misunderstanding proto culture because they keep thinking it's a thing that the humans have, but it's not really something the humans have. They keep sure. thinking, oh, this must be proto culture. Like it's this sort of. Like stand-in, uh, you know, magic source that they keep assuming humans have.
1: Robotech has whole cloth turned protoculture into something different in their dub script.
2: Oh, for sure. For sure.
1: It well, is an energy source. Okay. I'm, tell, I'm here to tell you that it is an energy source. Okay. And they explore it in the further two seasons it, it, made it, from it, different shows. It's significantly <laughs> difficult.
2: Um <laughs> Yeah, because there is still the the extant joke by the writers that the Zentradi think protoculture is things and yes. those are not real. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's super fucking bizarre. Uh it's probably my least favorite thing about Robotech is the way that they've tried to like weave protoculture through the storyline and make it something that it clearly linguistically is not. Rename it! like fucking rename it call it something different don't call it protoculture that makes it so confusing to hear about um so I don't know that's 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 my particular bugaboo about robotech but uh no but it's, it's re- bad
0: it, it it and it's it's not just it's not even that bad but the attempt to synthesize it with the sort of world of the story is so lazy it's so <laughs> confusing and 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 it feels like you're supposed to understand it, but you don't. Yeah. <laughs> at all?
3: Not at all. <laughs> <And>
1: yeah. <laughs> fucking whatever. Uh that that's that's basically this first episode. Um Right,
2: right. And well, yeah, it 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 ends with like there's a nice conversation between Rick and Lisa who are again kind of going through the same character beats they've gone through together in other episodes. Uh but the, Lisa ultimately decides that uh, she needs to go to Earth with the findings that they have, and with the current
1: like peace resolution, because yeah.
2: everybody's suddenly like, "Hey, peace might be a possibility." Yeah, because we, we have the this.
1: same fucking DNA. Like, we can fuck. <laughs> there's a oh. whole there's a whole world of aliens that we just learned we can fuck, and I'm and really down single. to single. They're all single and I'm down for peace and none of them have ever spent time with the opposite sex. I'm literally going to be the best person that they've ever met.
2: Uh, I feel like there are no single guys on Earth. Well.
1: <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, so, so Lisa, Lisa resolves to, to head to Earth and try and convince them to to, to seek peace.
2: Uh, now, as a side note, I did love that when she talked about her dead fiance again and how much he reminded her of Lynn Kyle, um, her fiance's name was Carl, and I mean that's funny by itself, but also that sounds like Kyle. But also the fact that Carl Masick is the guy who like was behind the main like yeah English translation of Robotech, yep, and decided to name the Perfect Angel guy
0: Carl as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I get it, but I feel like they were just looking for an easy Kyle. You know what's the word? Not homonym. Is it homonym? Similar, yeah. but not almost. I yeah. thought homonym was like one letter off, though. Specifically, yeah. like an almost
1: <gasps> homophone. <gasps> homophone, maybe. Yeah, sure. Something like that. Somewhere in that lo- in that zone. It's not. <laughs> it's a simile. <laughs> it's a simile.
2: Carl and Kyle are similes. <laughs> All right, Um, guys,
0: here's the knobs for number two. Everybody, Robotech 24, Showdown. Showdown. Okay, everybody, Lisa Hayes returns to Earth to try to convince the United Earth government, and especially her father, to negotiate with the Zentradi Armada. Later at a video arcade, Miria, spelled like a psychopath, would write it. (laughs) 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 Anyway... (laughs) Anyway, Miria is on the SDF-1. She's finally come face-to-face with the ace pilot she has been intrigued with for a long, long time. Max Sterling, who proves to be a powerful opponent at the video game they play. (laughs) 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 I gotta talk about the video game thing. Because... So, it's... There's an odd double thing that's happening here. Because, um... On one hand, there's the incredibly lame take that aliens don't understand our culture, and then video games seem like war. It's basically war training. Children, children are attempting. Children are learning like tactics and war and bullshit from the. Yeah, from it's like the Ender's young Game. Young it's like Ender's Game. You remember Ender's Game, where they jump, they jump out the gate right away, and we've changed the game. <laughs> so it's Ender's Gate. That's Ender's Gate. You haven't read the book. Clearly. That's Balder's <laughs> Gate. <laughs> I have um written, but. but then the arcade guy, the arcade owner has a very odd line somewhere in the episode. It's it's not as early as you would think because it, it, I was confused for too long and confused for longer after his line. So he says, "Oh
3: boy, I knew I never should have opened this kind of business by the base.
0: <laughs> like I guess <laughs> all
2: they are war games and that yeah. the Zentradi were right." Well, it because they pay out coins and because all the pilots are so talented at his video games they keep <laughs> they keep spitting out tokens cuz he put it he put his arcade near the
1: well, and this game at the arcade is like a 1 to 1 recreation of a fucking Veritech fighter and it is literally uh-huh. dogfights in a Veritech fighter. Like it yep. literally is a military training game. Like it well, seems like it has like, to be.
0: They play a sort of mech fighting game that's sort of a one-to-one corollary. Uh there's a significant amount of lip service paid to the sort of lupon
2: the third game they play. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So not only is this game they cut away to some to to a uh Li- uh, like racing an almost game? direct a, ra- a racing game, but almost a direct like a literally a direct scene rip from yeah, it's a direct of reference. Caglios. Yeah, well, yeah, no, but it's like I I went back and checked the car chase and yeah. The, oh, like, is it is it is it more than, than more than an illusion? It's like. Every car matches up to the scene. <laughs> like the front car is the bride's car from Castle of Cagliostro and the thugs behind <laughs> Honestly, it's that exact I, car I fuck with, color. I fuck with that kind of play. That's fun. Yeah. You have you have Jigen in the top of the car as well yes, you shooting do. and then as the camera pans out to who's playing this game, it is literally it is a guy wearing Lupin's green suit and has Lupin's haircut. It's and cute. so it is yeah, it is Lupin the third playing the game. Uh, it's a, yeah, very fun little three-second, um, homage. It's very great.
1: Yeah. Uh, Miria is in the arcade, because she's trying to, I don't know, find the secret. Well, she,
0: yeah, she thinks that this is, like, some sort of training ground.
1: Yeah. And, uh, Rick, Rick has been, uh, he, he's very sad, (laughs) Because uh, Lisa is leaving and uh, Lisa has like, well, she's left, right? And we'll talk more about that here in a second. We're at the arcade. We'll go back. But he's very sad. And Max is like, you're sad. Let's play games. And so everybody ends up at this arcade. And that's where Max and Miria have a showdown and first officially like really meet each other playing like this, this dogfighting game to, to a, a rapt audience who thinks they're really cool. And I love this interaction they have at the very end of the game. Because she loses and she's all butthurt and she tries to leave and he's like,
0: Wait, don't go.
1: This could be my only chance to get your name and phone number.
0: <laughs> my name is Miria and I don't presently have a phone number.
3: <laughs> then would you meet me at the park tomorrow morning at nine o'clock?
1: And I kinda love how smooth he is. I I'm I'm enamored of Max. He seems mm-hmm. like both a really like- mm,
0: It I don't only seems smooth because she agreed. It's if true. Wo- if a woman told you I don't have a phone number and you you pushed. Yeah. <laughs> it would not appear smooth, my friend.
1: God, I've had someone told me a story the other day. Of, <laughs> someone uh, told
3: me they don't have a phone number. <laughs> no.
2: Oh, no. No. I, don't no. Know. <laughs> but I someone, live on a barn.
1: <laughs> someone told me the other I'm day a as, uh, as a woman about like. A, an interaction they had with a guy who was like really pressing t- for her to like enter her phone number into his phone and she like types she like takes his phone and types her own name in and then like neglects to put a phone number in and, sh- and hands it back and then he's like okay great bye and he like goes in and immediately checks and is like you didn't put a phone number in there and she's like i know and runs away <laughs> because fuckers, <laughs> oh. because people are terrified yes Yes, if if she if someone says they don't have a phone number, that is a that is a signal. Unless she's an alien, in which case, go for it.
2: We should duck in really quick to the Rick and Lisa subplot yes. that's happening in this. I guess main plot that's happening in this episode.
0: It's it's a lot more endearing mm-hmm. than whatever Rick's got going on with Minmay, yeah. and especially now that Minmay's famous, it just feels like he's this odd clinger. Who like can't, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, well she it, just doesn't. I don't think it's a, she
2: doesn't like bring him into anything. You know, no, no,
0: yeah. And she, Andy has alluded to the fact that they're they don't end up together, and that's good, I
1: guess. Yeah, I Minmay and Rick, it's like it's destined to fail. But like you know, there's a period of time where you're almost like, oh god, can't they just fucking figure it out? But I think it's really it's it's like what Austin was saying. Like it's it's really clear over the last like stretch of episodes that Minmay to Minmay. Rick is like a convenient afterthought and she's not prioritizing, like bringing him into her interesting new life. She's like, Oh God, I'm just so busy. So
0: that's like the whole thing, you know, and I mentioned before, like when you don't know where you stand with anime and the cousins kissing, Mm -hmm. you don't, when it comes to, to television, are we just stretching a love story out over four seasons or is right. there a point to this? Like it's really difficult to tell how we're supposed to engage. Do they understand that this appears incredibly toxic? And my, my inclination at this point, I have to say it seems more stretchy than intentional.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It does seem, it does feel for, stretchy. Everyone's
2: ready for it to be done.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, but we get some nice Rick and Lisa stuff here. So Lisa, you know, she knows her mission is she's got to go and she clearly feels some feelings for Rick and doesn't want to, she knows that there's a possibility that if she leaves the ship to go back to earth, to report to her father and report to the earth council on what is up, that they're not going to let her come back to the STF one. And this might be goodbye. And she doesn't want to tell Rick until she's already in transit, basically. Yeah. So she tells Claudia and Claudia knows, uh, a few other people know, but then she is gone and then gives Rick a call and they have this kind of heartbreaking conversation. And, uh, it's a little abrupt because. Ultimately, her shuttle gets attacked by Zentradi on the way to Earth, which means Rick then has to jump in these this like fucking beefed up Veritech fighter.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like a new fighter. Um, it's cool. The Veritech. Cool.
2: What is it called? The Veritech modified Veritech
0: modified Veritech. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I I, I got to say I I had forgotten about this, and I think it's pretty cool because uh, a lot of the in later Macross series, a lot of the like Veritech designs clearly are like more like this one. Like they get beefer. Beefer? Beefier. <laughs> no, I liked it.
2: They get beefer. They get <laughs> they beefer like rip this. Rip a
1: one. huge beefer. You rip a big old th- beefer.
0: We already we just learned Austin's
1: law school frat nickname is <laughs> <laughs> <it's> Rip Beefer. <laughs> uh no, so he, when he goes to save her.
2: Lieutenant Rip Beefer.
1: <laughs> I actually I, I really quite like this moment. Uh he, he saves he saves the day And, you know He's not going to go all the way to Earth with her He's got to go back to the SDF-1 But while he's, like, flying alongside their ship He is, like, talking to her again on the radio And she's like, I know I just, I feel like i got to do this And he's like
0: There's uh, something else I want to tell you before I go But I don't want to use the radio because it's sort of private <laughs> Just look out the window
2: Here
3: What is it? Just something between you and me
1: and he uses Morse code with his ship's, like, lights.
3: It's a message in code. I complain
0: about things, but I believe in you. I've grown to like you very much and would miss you if you couldn't come back. Make the trip, but please hurry back home.
3: So long, Rick.
0: This is... It's an odd contrivance they invented for and it i didn't like it. And, it and it it's for basically logistical reasons so, so basically there the comms are open and <laughs> so he wants to send her a private message just for the two of them so he's like Morse coding with his headlights over to her shadow yeah,
2: yeah. i thought it was cute it's cute
0: but i there's no re- comms don't have to be open and it I took know. me out of yeah. it it took me out of it that She's reading Morse code in, like, real time. This, like, long fucking... Yeah. It's, this yeah. long text. This fucking embarrassingly long text.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, but, you know, I'm made of pudding on the inside, and this made me melt. I really, I really thought it was cute. And I, I, you know...
2: Also, also flashing code is, like, the, the opposite of a private communication. Like I know. Anyone,
1: like, did, does no one else read Morse code? The speed of
2: light, basically. Anybody... <laughs> well, Anybody it's just headlights, not the not the light of a star. Like no, I, I, I'm aware. It's just you know, <laughs> it is. It's like shouting in in a loud town square, basically. Like a, a little you know. bit, and that's. But I would if I'm un,
0: I'm unsure how I feel about it, and I don't think I should be. I feel like it. To me, the sort of oddness of it took me out more than just doing it with voice acting because she well, reads, should have just she reads her. the whole she reads the whole text out loud like you know she like you know what's going to yeah. happen yeah. if they left it quiet, I think it could have been pretty cool.
1: oh yeah, we never actually get to hear what he says, yeah, oh, that could have been really neat, but that's you know, I'm a writer, Andrew Allegedly? really
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've never heard about this. Is this new? Are, I thought you were a we judge. F- All right. Well,
0: I'm a judge. <laughs> and starting now, we're going to start busting your chops about your Japanese. <laughs> starting now? Starting right now. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> it's going to... Apparently, tit for tat
2: is on the table. Uh, so I want to I also talk about uh, when Lisa finally meets up with her dad.
1: Uh, I fucking hate her, dad.
2: So, so well, so here's the, it's a bit of a roller coaster because yeah. she finally reunites with her father, who, if you remember from several episodes ago, she got into a bit of a, 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 a tussle with who he only chatted with her on video mm-hmm. and was really that- pissy about not wanting, you know, his girl in danger and in the military and being really patronizing and, you know, didn't want to let the sdf1 back to earth and everything you know he sucks when we see him in this episode he is warm he's in person he's talking about how much how proud he is of lisa all the time how much he loves his daughter it's like a complete 360 from the guy we saw a few episodes okay ago. not not only that he's like out on the airstrip to meet her
0: and mm-hmm. and one of the one of the like uh you know, airfield control people is like, "Hey, uh, maybe don't be out there." And he's like, "It's my daughter. I gotta be."
2: Yeah, it's 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 sort of hilariously badass and cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and I, it's surprising. It's just it's alarming because it's not who you're we led well, yeah. to think this guy is.
0: I, so I like him, and I like him because what's going on with him feels uh, unequivocally intentional. He is, yeah. yeah he is overprotective. He's, he's got, he's, you know, he's stuck in his old ways, but he, even in his old ways, and that has, emph- it's emphasized here by him, sort of, uh, maybe I see a lot of Hank Hill in him. This sort of like, I fucked up and I'm going to change. hmm Uh, he guess, clearly cares a lot about his daughter.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I, that's not lost on me. I liked those moments a lot. It's, there's a comical almost turn that happens where like, she's like, cool. Uh, so you agree. Like they're basically human. So we should do peace talks. And he's like, yeah, totally. I'm gonna go talk to him. And he comes back. He's like, I talked to him. Everything's fine. We're going to do peace talks. And she's like, that's fucking great. He's like, yeah, come over here. I want to show you this. Remember this giant gun? Yeah. We're going to shoot it at him and then we'll do peace talks.
2: Yeah. We're going to nuke them and then (laughs) go and do peace talks. We're totally going to do what you want to do. after we nuke them. Yeah. (laughs) Well,
0: and I and I even sympathize with that moment. The Zentradi really? are, because the Zentradi have up to this point, they, they haven't really earned not, a lot of goodwill. They have not earned a lot of goodwill. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and those that have immediately defected the, the very first chance they had.
2: Yeah. Well, and to be fair, Earth has been sitting on this giant eight mile long, yeah. We didn't build our underground (laughs) pistol to not shoot it.
0: (laughs) Our enormous underground pistol has to get shot.
2: (laughs) But yeah, I mean it it is definitely the other shoe that drops with this kind of tension that's created from Lisa's Mm -hmm. dad being kind of so chill. And Lisa's
0: not really there as a serious envoy for peace. I mean, maybe she, I don't know. I I felt like she's there because she's the best shot, like, she's the most logical choice to go. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Well, because her dad's
1: on the, you know, on the board, if you yeah,
0: will. Exactly. She's, she doesn't have any skin in the game.
1: I mean, outside of the, you know, the humanity skin that all of them have in the game.
2: Yes. Well, and part of her, like, her arc along with, I think, the arc of most of the military members of the SDF one has been like beginning to see war nonviolence. not that violence that yeah, that war sucks. And then maybe ending this war is the only way and, and finding in, in a peaceful way is mm-hmm. the only way that will stop this. Like they've been in this shit for years now. They've been, they've seen death. They keep fighting. These forces keep coming. Has it been years in the story? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, not too many. I don't remember exactly how long it's been. Maybe a year, maybe one okay. or two. I don't I, I truly don't know and it's very hard to follow.
2: And okay. and now they see, you know, members that are defecting and that they have, they share basically the same DNA and it's like we can just make just a stop. treaty. Let's just stop.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. And obviously like, you know, it's not that simple, but like I I like I like the direction. It's oversimplified cuz this is a kids cartoon. Um, but it's also you know, it has had a lot of moments of surprising complexity, and and I I, I appreciate that there's still pushback from the home world, uh, yeah. especially her dad. I mean, like it yeah. makes sense. It feels realistic. Um, yeah.
2: Uh, why don't we go to a sponsor and then come back and talk about wedding bells? Fuck yeah. Hey, Rory, Mm. Rory, I want you to tell us about our new sponsor this week. Oh, that's the time, is it? Yeah. I want you to tell us about our new sponsor where, hmm, I don't know if this is a mistake. It just says um, our sponsor is Australians Are Ready. Yeah, that's not a mistake. Oh, okay. Uh, We received a bloody letter in the mail this
0: morning.
1: (laughs) Uh. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be
0: laughing. No it's it, you know when you get when you get that kind of uh, you know omen uh, sometimes sometimes what what is there left to do but laugh because we mm-hmm. have no other information on the topic <laughs> um, We were warned uh, presumably to get the word out to our listeners yeah ah. the Australians are ready and I think somebody died to get us that Intel so oh, wow I, I mean look that's a little grim and i and i'm and i'm speaking on pure conjecture but you know a, a bloody letter doesn't signal uh, a lot of good things uh, coming to pass right no mm. yeah so um, i don't know guys be ready be ready for what comes well, next cuz the he, australians
2: well, are ready there's one interpretation is that maybe maybe the australians didn't have a pen on them and they wanted to RSVP for a birthday party oh, or something right for my blood wedding <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I totally uh, forgot about your blood wedding. When is
3: that?
0: Uh, <laughs> that? Can I comes... bring a plus one? This is on the, what, the 6th of June uh, in uh, 44 years. Oh. And you were both invited.
1: <laughs> well, I should hope so. I've
0: got, actually, I have actually
1: have a thing
2: that day. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't you think, wouldn't you think...
1: Forty-four years in advance is a little bit of an overachievery time to announce your readiness, Australia.
2: Uh
0: yes. Uh, now that being said, the date, uh, the date is somewhat immutable, and so they knew, they knew it was coming up. Right, and I,
1: I guess it is, it is kind of a tough proposition. On a national you...
0: timescale, it takes you got to get things in place, right, to, to get all of the Australians uh, to my to the wedding. Yeah, yes. it's a destination Requested wedding for all of right. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: because when you were putting the invite list together and you said, well, Austin's got to be there. And I guess Andy can come. Well, and obviously, everyone in Australia. Obviously
0: Australia. You know, that may be an oversight on my part because I did mean to invite my friend Charles from Australia to the wedding. And boy, I'm curious if maybe, you know, the, if Australia <laughs> thinks I invited it. <laughs> like all Australia,
2: now well, it's because you had written Austin and then <laughs> Ralia
0: Look, I, no. I'm flattered that Australia is coming, and I and I can <laughs> I've got I've got time to work out the the seating arrangement. But uh, I'm just saying, I didn't intentionally invite all of Australia.
1: Well, they're a pretty gregarious folk. I wonder well, if Charles was just gonna be a like fucking party. I wonder right, if Charles right. just forwarded the oh, invite. Yeah, sure. You know. To everyone he knew. Somebody hit
0: reply all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are both, those are both completely plausible potential options. Either a dead man has brought us a warning, uh, or the nation of Australia uh, is coming to my blood wedding in 40 years. Right. Uh, Cause right now it's a little unclear which, which is yeah, the, yes, not. which one. Like is I not.
2: love to yes and, but it is still possible. It's not about the wedding. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, so you know, check your mailbox and uh, keep your shoes t- to keep your shoes all laced up. I guess uh, until you know, no look more... out for
2: boomerangs. Maybe Yeah. check the <laughs> horizon
0: for boomerangs. Look,
3: you
0: uh, know, uh, again, w- I don't want to over speculate. They didn't say. Th- I think they. There's just a. There's a reasonable chance Australia is coming to our
2: aid. Oh, Ooh, like, like Gondor like, or yeah. like Rohan coming to Gondor. Yeah,
0: at the moment, look all i have the same facts as everybody else i do happen to have a blood wedding coming up in 40 years which would explain some of the factors involved in this conversation but i still think if you've got boots keep them on right yeah
1: yeah just to be safe
0: yeah i don't i you know at this point because as you guys said it would be a little it's a little bit gauche to be to be uh, RCPing to the wedding so quickly.
2: Well, right. And you know, Australia, I just I don't trust anybody who lives on the bottom of the world and doesn't fall off.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The the delegates from Spider Island.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've heard your call. Oh, Hattie, you know we called it Spider Island. (laughs) That's our name. (laughs) Billabong didgeridoo kangaroo. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Rory. See you at the blood wedding. (laughs) All right, everybody. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the cherry. Uh, we watched Robotech 25 Wedding Bells as the last episode of Robotech we are going to watch either ever on the show or for a while.
1: I think. There's one more meal sized chunk of Robotech left if we ever wanted to come back.
2: Uh, of the Macross.
1: Exactly. Saga. And yes. I would not have us watch past it. I don't actually think it's that great. Um, yeah. But
2: but this is effectively our season finale. Yes, indeed. Um so this episode is called Wedding Bells it, that may lead you to think certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh and you're right. Uh euphoric over his arcade victory. Max, <laughs> <laughs> you know that feeling you get when you <laughs> dominate
0: the, your your the woman to be. <laughs> you just uh, fucking wreck games? it at ski ball. Uh-huh. S-
1: okay, okay, well
0: that's completely
3: legitimate.
0: <laughs>
1: I've had at least three marriages after a good skee-ball match
2: (laughs) uh all right masks fucking god Max asks Miria out for a date but defeats her a second time after she tries to kill him which eventually (laughs) results in the two of them getting married you know there's a I would say there's a lot in between there but there's not yeah the the use of the word eventually is a bit disingenuous
0: there's a whole movie in this story that they chose not to tell. That uh-huh, they just they uh-huh. just below through it for plot beats. And part of me respects it because neither of these characters have quite earned the mm-hmm. uh the ten episode arc that, that this merits. That this <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure.
2: We'll, we'll we'll get yeah, we'll yeah. definitely get to that. Touched by the footage of the wedding, more Zentradi within Britai's fleet openly refused to launch another attack against the humans as Dolza directs their immediate destruction. Uh yeah, who would have thought anybody else would care about someone else's wedding video? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I've never I've never ever cared. You're right. Yeah, uh, the
2: most consequential wedding video in all of human history. <laughs>
1: Uh, I I like I like that this episode comes out the gate with him being like, oh great, I'm just waiting for Miria in the park, and she just runs at him with a knife like a like a fucking berserker. Yep. Yeah. I I love that energy to open. Now it's for so a show funny. that
2: does uh like ship combat so well, I was pretty let down. <laughs> the knife fight's pretty lame. <laughs> absolute gutter quality animation of this sword fight, this sort
1: of knife fight. Well, they do a sword fight, but they do it with tiny knives, and it just uh-huh. looks
2: ridiculous.
1: It's, yeah. <laughs> but there's a couple funny
0: things about this fight to me. Um, one is, like, so she knows he's the best fighter they've got. He doesn't know that he's the best fighter specifically. I don't think he's ever, He I don't know if he's too humble or too dumb, but he doesn't know that he's like, he doesn't act like Rick or Roy, right?
1: Right, right.
2: Um, he's like the- irritatingly. Casual about it. You're just yeah. like, God, this fucking guy doesn't even have ego. He's So goddamn good. <laughs> uh, there's also the fact that, like,
0: yeah, I mean, because there's a chauvinistic angle that you know, of course, he wins. Uh, that I think is overlooked. I think because he he just is he just is that good, and she knows it, and she knew that going yeah. into the fight. Yep. Um, that I I find kind of fun. Like, it's not about, like, boys beating girls. She's good in a knife fight, just not as good as the best fighter that the humans have.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: It's it's about her kind of constantly facing somebody who's better than her at every yeah, yeah, like, yeah, opportunity. Yeah, 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 And she's, and she's, she's the like, one who cares about that shit. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. And, I mean, that's the entire reason she's here. Like, like they sent her to be a spy, but she was like, oh, great, that's what I was going to do anyway because I really needed to go find this guy for revenge because I'm so fucking personally upset. Uh And like, that's been her whole deal. And now that she's like been bested multiple times at both video games and knives, uh, she (laughs) asks him to kill her. And he's like,
3: but I, but I couldn't,
0: you're so, so beautiful.
3: This is going to sound crazy, but will you marry me? Mary? What's Mary? It's something no words can describe. Miria, it's love. And that's the most beautiful thing there is.
0: So, yeah. So, so here's the thing Uh, that, that does happen? That exactly happens. <laughs> and as a viewer you're like, "Okay, that's that's pretty quick." Mhm. But they they call attention to it in the funniest fucking way. It's it's so good. It's probably the best joke of the whole series. Rick is talking to to Max and he's like, "You can't, dude. This is an alien. She's she's tried to kill you a bunch of times. <laughs> I hate her so much." You hate her. What, what's going on here? And then she walks in the room and is like, okay, you, it's cool, bro. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, I didn't know she was it,
2: fucking, she was a smoke know, show. I didn't know. <laughs> you did not say she was an absolute smoke show. A 10 out of 10. He says, he literally says, wow,
0: I'm, I'm really impressed. Perhaps I was wrong about this.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "I didn't know there were
0: hot aliens. That changes everything, (laughs) right?"
2: And then he's like, "In fact, to guarantee you have a great
0: wedding day, I plan to be there to help you kiss the bride."
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) (laughs) What the hell, man? It it is like the show changes genres all of a
1: sudden. Yeah. Oh, my God. And this wedding ceremony, it's fucking crazy. The space wedding? The space wedding. They make somehow the SDF-1 out into the... the vastness of space makes a rainbow bridge light show and then a bunch of mechs stand on either side of it as the couple walks by as laser flower girls
0: was everybody forced to attend this wedding i think that (laughs) the entire sdf is at this
1: wedding
2: yeah yeah yes and it's
1: like for this person
2: they've never seen before
1: yeah maybe both of them like who's this max guy and also wait a minute she's an alien i'm so out of the loop on this (laughs)
2: yeah everybody gets really cool about it really quick uh the other thing the other incredibly surprising moment about this is that we never really get a very enthusiastic yes from miria Uh after he proposes and through that whole time and then they they we see this procession happening this ceremony and the the laser light show space wedding and they go to the this like the twin cockpit you know the like a two-person cockpit and there's yeah. an announcer who's like as for max and Miria,
3: it was very simply the happiest day of their lives
2: and we see miriam <laughs> with just a frown on her face <laughs> so <laughs> i mean so it, and I then don't... she smiles after that but like yeah in that exact moment <laughs> she's not happy
0: i don't know where the show is going to take it because i think it could go a couple of ways but it, it informs what i said before like she sort of offers to marry him because this seems like the logical extension of what happens when, when a a, a modicum of affection is shown, mm-hmm. and and that's scary if, <laughs> if 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 applied to real life, but like also is real to real life, uh, yeah.
2: in a scary way. Um, well, it's also true that an alien who does not know what marriage is does not wouldn't hold it sacred yeah exactly yeah wouldn't hold it sacred wouldn't be like oh you want to do a thing where we like unite together uh cool i can do that do we do it right now sure fuck it i don't care i don't i don't know that you need to wait a year and a half or whatever mm-hmm. it's just like marriage sounds dope uh let's do it
1: yeah it's fucking crazy uh i <laughs> i want to talk i want to talk about the wedding reception real quick so captain global does a speech at this wedding reception and it's live broadcast to the whole ship. And also, I guess to earth. Cause Lisa's dad's watching and
2: all of space. I think,
1: yeah, perhaps all of space because also Brita and Exodore are watching from the cockpit. Like, Hmm, what the fuck is going on with Myria?
2: They just, <laughs> I guess at some point they attached a, a TiVo or, <laughs> or a, a, a direct TV satellite to the stf one.
1: Yeah. Uh, Global Global starts like <laughs> the beginning of his speech is so fucking weird because he goes like as you know, Miria was a warrior who did, killed a lot of our people.
0: He's trying to build a plot twist
1: into his wedding speech. Yeah, <laughs> this fucker. Now I know what you are thinking. Why is he choosing this time to remind us of these terrible things? I remind you of these brutal acts, ladies and gentlemen, because we must learn to forgive our enemies. Mm. We do not forgive blindly
2: or out of ignorance, but because we are a strong and willing nation.
1: I think this is my this is the funniest part of the episode to me, <laughs> is that we get this like montage of other people watching the broadcast going like, oh yeah, we really should forgive them. Ah, oh, peace, let's go for peace. Oh. And then there's <laughs> oh, one guy. guy? <laughs> there's one guy who hates peace so much. Oh. He hates it so bad, he kicks a water fountain, but not the fountain, the water coming out of the fountain.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had to write down fountain guy in all caps because I am obsessed with this guy. You know,
0: and I think this moment is entirely lost on on the expected child viewer yeah. of the of the terrible wedding speech, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because this is a genuine terrible wedding speech that feels intentional, right? Yeah, uh huh. A, a little feels bit. Like everybody. Well, yes, there's a twist that kind of comes, but but it's still it's the same it's the same twist that. Y- That you get from a terrible wedding speech where they're like, I saw this guy puke at his own
2: butt. (laughs) And now now look look at him, he's he's married. married." (laughs) (laughs) I thought the show thought this was supposed to be uplifting and and good.
0: Do you? Because everybody on the show was like, oh, God damn it, don't. Global, what are you doing? Well, yeah, but they think he stuck the landing, the though.
2: <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, he did By stick the, the landing. The
0: question is
1: whether the whole thing paid off. Yeah. Was it worth it, Global, for all of the fucking, like, cringe, the the shipwide cringe you created?
2: I mean, the fact that it may have stopped an interstellar war.
1: Uh, I mean, the good part at the end stopped the interstellar war. <laughs> the I don't know. It's like it's like getting up. It's like the 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 you know, the dad getting up at the at the wedding and starting his speech like, "Well, this is their third wedding. This one better stick." You know, like like whoa, this is a fucking weird energy to start with a fucking wedding speech. Yeah. Like that's not what you do. You don't do that, Global. It's fucking <laughs> weird. You're gross. He's a weirdo. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I stand Fountain Guy.
2: Yeah, I love him.
1: Well, uh, I, I can so, watch him kick water all day. <laughs> God
2: damn it! I oh. hey, peas. Uh, so we get our third song from Minmay. Uh, yeah, Minmay goes up and does a performance. Life. Yeah, because I guess none of the other ones would work to reuse. I would have loved it if she did my time to be a star. <laughs> I've
1: got this really great song. It's about you know being in love with Me. someone and being separated from them. Stage life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My Back. cousin's smashing.
1: Damn.
2: And while she's singing, we get another cutaway to, uh, uh, who is it? Britae? It's Britae. Yeah. The uh, Zentradi general, whatever. And he says, this woman has a voice that can make a man feel sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> really? Me? Her? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's 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 silly. Britai seems very like he can feel it happening to him like the the. Oh, no. The, the rebellion. Of love. Yes. Oh no. uh, and he's culture. resisting it. Oh, <laughs> uh, culture. Um, Exodor seems a little more open to it. He's very like approaching it logically like, oh, well, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe we shouldn't. Britai's like, no, fuck. kiss sounds this. cool. <laughs> kissing we can we cool. can
0: add kissing without
2: you know without i also want out. to get married <laughs> exador will you make me the happiest general
1: <laughs> oh, i would ship it
2: i would ship it
1: uh there's a the final sequence on this kind of i i i appreciate what it's doing it's a little it's a little clumsy but uh, Miria there's another attack right and Miria and Max are in the middle of their wedding ceremony or wedding reception I should say and Max is like well I gotta go fight and Miria's like okay I'm coming I'll come help but while they're out she's like okay but here's the here's the catch though we gotta stop killing the Zentradi cause that's one of me I'm a Zentradi we can't kill them anymore I'm you married Zentradi. one uh, and so he's like <laughs> fine and it turns out it's really easy to not kill them they could do it the whole time. They just target different, and they just, just disable the. You ship. shoot
2: shoot the dick of this of the of the <laughs> of the mech. You yeah, hit the 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 mech dick, and it kills it,
1: <laughs> but not kills it. Right, they collapse in a, in in pain, and and they're fine. Uh, and yeah, and Rick is like, "Oh, I see what you're doing." And you know what? Peace is dope. Fuck that fountain guy, and he starts shooting the dicks of the mechs, and <laughs> um. And then it's sort of like,
0: this is fucking dumb.
1: (laughs) But I don't know. In in and amongst all of this, Britae realizes he's completely lost control of everything. There's even more sedition going on. And everyone, like they're pulling weapons. They're like, we're not going to fight the ship. We've got friends on that ship. We're not doing it. And he's like, fuck, uh, retreat. And this, this attack ends just like all the other ones. But this one seems a little bit more desperate. Like, oh God, I've completely lost control of my army. Right, um, which is is interesting, and you know is a pivotal moment. I would say, like the next time if we came back and watched more Robotech, um, here I guess this is this is a not a spoiler, but like a little preview of what we could see when we come back. Uh, they kind of reach a point very shortly where they're like, "Okay, we need to sit down for a chat with the humans." And Exodar goes to the ship to talk, and it like wow. starts a whole thing.
2: Yeah, um, well. Oh. and and that is cool because we see the enemies finally giving but then we have this growing tension knowing that there is a space laser nuke uh mm-hmm. that has not gone off yep uh and absolutely you know, that uh is very you know uh, unnerving and i don't i don't like having that thread still dangling because nope. i <laughs> want everything to be okay uh-huh. for all my babies
1: yeah, and there's also the looming, you know, the the supreme commander of the Zentradi above Britai Dolza. Right, is, Dolza. He's not on board right now. He is no. not. He's he hasn't not heard, heard Me' May. song. Right. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there's also a brief dip into uh, a sick a married life sitcom between uh, 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 Max and Miria because, oh, yeah, you know, Rick is just like sitting in his room and then hears like silly hijinks happening across the wall uh, where what Miria is like used cooking oil
1: like on the on the on the coffee pot yeah and like everything's on fire (laughs)
0: Miria you're just gonna have to try and be a little more careful but I used only a little dash of liquid that I
2: got out of this bottle I'm sorry oh
0: it says oil here Miria oil catches fire it says for cooking you cooked the coffee pot Oh, I'm so sorry.
1: Well, mornings are really going to be rough around here without any coffee. Oh, boy. Oh, it's so funny. She's, she doesn't know human things. Yeah, it,
2: it's very brief. It feels like a, one of those, I don't know, 50s sitcoms of like, I married an alien, mm-hmm. you know, and I dream of Genie, or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, we sort of end on a, a contemplative moment as Rick stares out uh, at the at space and remembers he's thinking about missing Lisa and he remembers something Roy said. He says, Roy,
0: you tried to tell me something once before you love someone, you have to like them first. I like Lisa, huh?
3: maybe I even,
1: oh, I don't know. I'm so tired. I think I'll just, no, and then he and then he falls off to sleep.
2: Because he certainly doesn't like Minmay, <laughs> and and you know there there is something to that. I mean, I I think it's really interesting, especially because Rick and Minmay, their first real encounter was jumping to marriage, was jumping to space marriage uh, because they were trapped. Yeah, and it's kind of like, oh no, I went to love her, but I don't like her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that burned out because they don't like each other. Right. So, you know, it's nice. It actually has a little bit, of, little bit of, I don't know, connective tissue to it.
1: Just a little. Just a little. Hey. See that? A little bit of credit. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go wrap up our hunks.
2: Well, everybody, we did it. Uh, we didn't even have to go to a full year of law school we just we got appointed as we don't learn anything
1: useful after the first two months
2: well no you really you know you come in with you put your best foot forward you put your you staple your your good wig on (laughs) or a picture of a horse and you know it's a force of personality (laughs) you come in there a horse of personality thank you yeah you slam your gavel enough and people listen and then they just like really want to know what you're what you're thinking about stuff so yeah. we are now fully appointed federal judges, uh, which is really cool.
1: Now the party and, starts.
2: Right. Because we're appointed for life. So mm-hmm. we have to stop the podcast because we got to
1: be. We got to give up. No, no,
0: no, 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 You guys have, you guys have been misled. Oh, uh, we were appointed in the easy four years. So uh, this job is not going to be a full time job.
1: Oh, we're going to have quite a bit of free time. Oh. oh, okay. yeah I yeah. am so do you want to like Can do a lot of drugs? Oh, we're definitely to do drugs. judges in the in the easy four <laughs> uh, how about our hunks gone by? We spent a lot of time with Robotech, and we talked all about that today but uh let's let's throw let's throw a couple couple remembrances to uh to our two other hunks.
2: Did uh, you ever know that you're my hero?
1: Are we doing a montage?
2: Yeah, uh, look, look, imagine look, we were.
0: When it <laughs> comes to when it comes to a hunk in the sky, I mean, to me there are two, there are two clear winners. <laughs> that would be that would be that would be crazy stunts from, yeah. from Skyhunks the the OG yeah. And Crowbar. Mm. Yeah. crowbar is, yeah. Crowbar is the hunk we all wish we could be. We all want to be with.
1: Crowbar before episode five. No, every, <laughs> right, every
0: Crowbar you want to do.
1: Oh, you like that Crowbar too? <laughs> it's still Crowbar, deep whiny, down.
0: Whiny Crowbar is, look, everybody's got an off day.
1: Fair. That's
2: fair. That's fair.
1: That's totally fair. And he's st- his body didn't have an off day.
2: Yeah, Crowbar has it in him to make a comeback.
1: I agree. Uh, no love for uh, for J.T. Marsh of the Exo Squad. <laughs> oh Jesus!
2: Honestly, here's the thing: I was trying to remember the first show we watched, and I couldn't even bring it up. I could not even remember. We are the Exo Squad. Oh, God! So much promise to start out with, but
1: just I, a I, cavalcade I, of disappointment. Yep.
2: Yep. A I mess, feel like both, both of mess. those
1: shows eventually disappointed us, but Starcom had way more meat on the bones.
2: Yeah, I think Starcom is a real sleeper hit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's some surprisingly good animation in and amongst, you know, especially in the first several episodes. We can't, mm-hmm. we can't speak to the back half. Maybe the Maybe the episode five we watched was sort of a blip, but... The fair, the first few episodes at the very least are totally worth a watch. They're vintage. They're really fucking cool looking. They've got some neat ideas. Uh, I, I I'm on Capable board. Capable writing. Yeah. 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 And then you know, Robotech continues on. Right. I mean, there's uh, what we got through 25 episodes, and there are a total of 36. Uh, and yeah. there's at least one one or two like. I think there is like another one of those like uh, uh, recap episodes somewhere in there, you know, like a little bit of skippable. So yeah. if at some point we decided we wanted to come back after a reasonable waiting period and check out the rest of the Macross saga, we totally could. Or yeah. we can just leave that as a, as an exercise for the viewer.
2: Rory, I feel like you came in hot tonight. Uh, if this was our, if this was all you had of Robotech, you still, do you still call it worth it? This one last episode or these three? Just, no, it, looking back on all of it so far, you know? Yeah.
0: I would say the early Robotech episodes really earned their spot at the table. hmm What we watched in Skyhunk's Pardois is uh, <laughs> a little, it's a little more
2: middle of the road.
1: Yeah. It's sort I'll, of played I'll its agree.
2: hand. It's played its hand already, and then yeah.
1: and now it's it's doing a little bit of faffing about for time.
2: Well, it's weird, right? Because it did a lot of faffing for like ten episodes, and then these last few episodes burned through so much plot. Yeah, and jumped jumped so far over like any sort of bridge of logic to just get to the end point. Like, and I know they kind of just like, well, the only thing we can do is play it as a joke, I guess, because mm-hmm. otherwise, uh, you know, nobody wants to see this relationship with Max and Maria over <laughs> a longer period of time. I don't know, man. I would have actually would have killed to see a little more. Would have been a lot more
0: fun. They're dating. Yeah. They're dating and flirting. Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Would have been a lot of fun because Miria doesn't really pop up in every episode. And I think no. she could, you know.
1: So here's the thing. So now that you've seen Max and Miria and you've seen their wedding and you kind of know what's going on, uh, I, I've I've only just now got context for you to to tell you this uh, when they finish up with Mac. Because you, if you for viewers, for listeners who've forgotten this, Robotech is a weird Franken show of three different anime shoved end to end and acting like it's the same universe and the same storyline. Uh when clearly it's definitely not where they change main casts twice. Uh but on the changeover after the Macross saga and into the uh well they call it the Masters, part two, the Masters, but it's adapted from the Super Dimension Cavalry Southern Cross into the Andy? Southern Cross. <laughs> Just let him get through this. He's got let a know. lot of te- he's got a lot to say. Do I put get the more?
0: English in, put the English on
1: it. <laughs> well, this is called The Masters, but it's actually adapted from Super Dimension Cavalry Southern Cross. Thank you. The main character of that show slash season of Robotech is, uh, they, is named Dana Sterling because what they've done is in season two, they've implied the main character of Southern Cross is Max and Miria's daughter, Dana. Grown up. There's a time jump. And they've just said that's what it is. They're like, oh, this character's Max and Miria's daughter. And they move on. <laughs> and that's like the connective <laughs> tissue they do. <laughs> nice.
3: <Really> nice.
1: <laughs> which is really funny to me. It's like super weird and low effort. And they just kind of have to keep like adding little bits of dialogue to be like, oh, yeah, you're half Centrotti or whatever, which means nothing to the content they adapted it from. Um. Yeah, it's super weird. It gets every, everything gets a little weirder once this perf, this uh, Macross saga is over. So, like, I suggest if you like, you know, if we make it through that, and you're interested, totally check out the other like sixty episodes of Robotech. But, <laughs> but it
2: doesn't sound like it's must see TV.
1: It's not must see TV to me. No, uh, there's some good moments. There are good moments throughout. Uh it's just not an 85 episode show to me. This is a 36 episode show that the rest is optional. So.
0: Right. Yeah. Is that all Macross is? I thought Macross was like a big fucking show.
1: Macross is only 36 episodes, but Macross became its own media franchise in Japan separately. So like uh, there there's a there's a bunch of other like sequel shows to Macross like Macross okay. Plus, Macross 7, Macross 0. Mac but have got like Madoka, uh,
2: right? Where like the real core story is here in this thing, and then there's like more. Is Madoka a
1: big thing? Madoka has movies that continue it. Oh, um, that I've never watched. I hear it's a little crazy. Um, but no, I would say I would say it's like Gundam. I would call it Gundam, mm, like right. like, but like Universal Century Gundam timeline. Like, there's that first show, and then they just keep doing other shows set in that same universe after like. Five years later, 20 years later, 30 years later, here's more stuff of different characters in the same universe. They keep doing that for the Macross uh, uh, franchise. And I really like a lot of that content, but it was never localized because of the arrangement that was made here with with Harmony Gold Uh, to make Robotech. So none of those other shows have official localizations, which is... uh, Frustrating. Really frustrating. Anyway, this is not a podcast where I talk forever about anime, but... uh, I'm glad that you guys were down to do another stint. Another stint with this show. I really yeah, fucking enjoy and, it. And
2: and to the listener, thanks for sticking it out. This is yeah. a long one. This has been a long series. Uh and we haven't really had any guests on cuz it's that, you know, inside hard to drop them in. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh so I, you know, who knows what we're going to jump into next, but I think it'll be nasty. Uh it'll be nasty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh yeah, any any parting any parting hunk thoughts?
2: No, should we we rank them? Should we rank a couple hunks? Uh, I I don't think it's even close, right?
1: I mean, it's crowbar.
2: It's crowbar for sure. It's crowbar for sure. But we we can talk about the runners ups I got put. I think I got to put Roy Foker. That's what I was
0: gonna say. Pineapple salad himself. Yeah. Oh, Rick's not a hunk. Rick, Rick is not a hunk.
2: He's a sky no. twig. <laughs> We're not doing sky twigs. Space
3: twigs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rick, Rick's up there, but in a different category. It's definitely now, Roy. I think
0: on on pure hunk quality, we do have to reexamine the then Kyle of it all. Oh. <sighs> I
1: know.
2: God, he's like a soft hunk, though.
1: Yeah, but did you see those Hadoken's he was doing in that kung, kung fu mm. movie? It true. It true. He
2: knows.
0: He knows a secret martial art.
1: <laughs> so that's pretty hot. <laughs> that's true. Everyone wants to jump his bones.
0: He can and... go crazy
1: for those bones.
0: That makes <laughs> those bones make women crazy. <laughs> he's like got
1: ghost powers for the bones. <laughs>
2: Got Dracula bones. <laughs> or like Morbius bones, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, sorry, next. top sky hunk is Morbius. This is Dr. Michael. Morbius. <laughs> Number one. That's it. End of end of contest.
1: End of episode, I think. End of
2: episode. <laughs> we love you all. will see you next Tuesday.
3: Bye. Bye.